Trigger warning. Trigger warning. If you do find this not helpful at the moment, don't feel like you have There's to There's any pressure to listen yeah. whatsoever. Know that Georgia and I care about you and that we love you and that we want what's best for you. Yeah. And this podcast is not aiding you in your recovery and your mental state and how your day is going. Please do not feel any pressure or need to listen to it. Yeah, just take care of yourself. Just take care of yourself. Also, Georgia and I are not professionals at all no. when it comes to Like, we're, we don't have degrees in this. No, we're not. We not. No, <laughs> no, we are just two girls who are recovering from eating disorders themselves, wanting to share our stories right. and shed some light on some topics that may be harder to talk about. There will also be many resources in our description box. So if there's any point during this episode, any point at all, that you feel like that you need that little bit of extra support, no, there's no judgment. There's nothing wrong with you needing that and that feel free to use them and that we support you and that we are so proud of you. Yes. Yeah. Picture me this. I'm here. We eat the fucking food. We eat the fucking food. Skilladoo pow 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 pow. Nice. Hello. Welcome back to We Eat the Fucking Food. Wow, I just got right into it. There's like no awkwardness before. Maybe I'm getting better at this podcast thing. Probably not. Um, but hello. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. If this is your first time listening, hello. If this is your second time listening, thanks for choosing to listen to at least one more. And if this is your two plus episode time of listening, you're the best. Thanks for the support. I appreciate you and I'm proud of you. Okay, cool. Um, I'm now currently sitting in my room. I just kind of tidied up a little bit. It is a Wednesday around like 1.30. Um, don't know why I felt the need to get specific about what time I was recording this episode, but I just sprayed some essential oils around, and I have some sparkling water next to me, and I'm feeling very relaxed and very content, which is nice. Wednesdays are weirdly one of my favorite days of the week, Wednesdays and Sundays, which I feel like is a unpopular opinion because those feel like are days of the week that everybody's like, ooh, Sunday scaries, or like Wednesdays, like hump day, you just gotta get over it because you're in the middle of the week, but the way in which my schedule works, Sundays and Wednesdays, I've made my me days. I don't know. I vibe with them the most. But yeah, so here's some catch up. Highs and lows of the week. So I haven't talked to, I haven't talked to you guys, you all. We are, you all. I haven't talked to you all in mm, two weeks since Darcy and I had recorded since then, uh, I had my spring break. I went to Seattle with my partner, Kyle, and we went to visit his sister and his sister's husband. We explored. We saw a lighthouse. I love lighthouses. Maybe I'll share my lighthouse story one day when it seems fitting. Um, we ate a lot of yummy food. We went on a lot of walks. And it was a super, super fun time. And then right when I got back from that vacation, I started the last half of the quarter of my senior year of college and began rehearsals for Adam's family. And it's been a week since we started. And I'm having a blast. It's really, really weird to be performing again, especially with where I'm at now. Um, what's awesome about the show is that it's happening in the same theater on campus that my first performance was in. I think I shared that. So it's this really cool first circle-y moment. Um, 
but I've been having super fun. We started dancing yesterday, and I haven't danced in such a long time, and I was really, I don't know, I felt kind of like self-conscious, self-conscious, I think I said that right last night, just very aware of myself and my body and the space I was taking up, and it was a very, I don't know, different sensation, and it wasn't bad, but it also wasn't good. So I was sitting with some discomfort during that, but also I know I was being way too harsh on myself because I watched the video of the routine we learned last night and I was like, no, I, I look pretty good. I was kind of like, hmm, I, I still kind of got it. And I was like, that's just proof that my brain likes to be mean to me and I don't need to allow it to, to be mean to me because it's not true. Um, the low of the week probably goes along with that, just the sense of, I feel like, a hyper body awareness for the past couple of weeks and how that's been affecting my urges, and especially with my year ending so soon and my identity as a student ending, I've been searching for that sense of control again, and immediately because of just the bad habit I formed of using food and manipulating my body to regain that sense of control that's something I've been fighting falling back into but it hasn't been as hard as it's been in the past and I've noticed that a lot about things recently this is what's been going well in recovery this week is that a lot of the things that I feel like used to take me a lot of energy or a lot of reframing or I don't know a lot of like reaffirmations about what I just did don't take me that much energy anymore. For example, I was at work yesterday and I had a banana muffin. My work has the most amazing pastries. I'm obsessed with them, but I had a banana muffin yesterday and I had probably, I took a bite of a muffin and I was like, I don't think I want it. And then I threw that one away. That's just a habit I also have doing and I'm trying to stop it and break it. But then I was like, no, I do want one. And since there was a staffies, we have like a handful of the ones that we don't sell from the day before and I worked a closing shift so uh, people already came and taken them so I didn't feel bad about taking more than one let me say that and I did take more than one and then I ate a full banana muffin and I also had half of a scone and previously I feel like I would have felt so much guilt for eating that banana muffin and been like oh my god I just binged because my disordered brain thinks literally any time that I eat is a binge that's not a binge that's not a binge but um I didn't have to really reframe those sauces time. I kind of just like ate the food and didn't feel guilt. <laughs> Saying that out loud, I realize how like funny that sounds. I also have been finding a lot of humor, I feel like recently in my disorder and kind of making fun of it. I don't know how healthy that is, but I think sometimes it is easiest to laugh about the things that have I don't know, cause us the most pain or maybe hurt us the most to make like light of the situation. I mean, that's kind of why um, George and I started this podcast was to bring some humor into recovery because like at the end of the day, it is kind of funny that like I literally convinced myself for like five years that it wasn't okay for me to eat. Yeah, so on that note, um... This episode, I took a poll on my Instagram, and if you're listening and you're not following my Instagram, the link is in the bio. 
be super cool if you did. I post a lot about just like my life and I try to gear it towards recovery at times. And I think that once I graduate and once I have more time and energy to be focusing it towards my like platform, I'm going to do that and build it. So probably more content will be happening soon which is something I'm very excited about. But if not following that, I asked a poll on my story about what people were most interested in hearing me talk about. And the one that ended up winning from the poll was talking about the time and the energy like needed to recover and that recovery takes from you. Which is, I'm very excited to talk about this because it's exhausting. Recovery is re- exhausting. And I don't think people understand that part of it and how like while yes you may be like refueling yourself and yes you may be like allowing yourself to enjoy life again and be happy again and it is can be a far happier time it's also so so tiring but I wanted to first put a not like a disclaimer but just like a little like annotated note in this before I start talking about it is I want to just talk about the privilege it is to have like this time and energy and the resources to receive treatment that I have had in my recovery I recognize that There are so few that receive the adequate level of care that they need and have the supportive family and friends and just like support system that I have. And I'm very, very fortunate and very, very privileged to have that. So I just wanted to like put that out there and know that this was not going to be everybody's experience within recovery as well. But so to kind of explain treatment because I don't think Georgia and I or on any of the episodes of this podcast I've really like explained the levels of care and what they are so the levels of care when it comes to eating disorder recovery is the highest level of care would be considered like inpatient and that's hospitalization and then from below that goes into residential and I feel like that anytime you stereotypically see eating disorder recovery in like movies or in tv shows or anything like they're talking about the residential setting of recovery where you see people like living together, spending 24-7 together, eating all their meals together, often joked about with other past patients that I'm friends with, that it's like, it's summer camp mixed with the sorority house. (laughs) At least that was what my experience was. And honestly, sometimes I miss it. That's beside the point. Maybe I'll talk about that in a different episode. But after residential, you go to partial hospitalization, which is PHP. And that's where you spend kind of like school days almost in recovery where you can go, my times normally range from like the afternoon. So say like 12 o'clock until dinner time. So like 7 p.m. You have normally two meals and a snack while you're there. And it's just separated between other group therapy and like either CBD, DBT, ACT, whatever that may be. Um, And then the lowest level of like treatment, like level of care care normally is IOP, which is intensive outpatient. And that's just your PHPD, PHPD, (laughs) no, your PHP day cut in half. So it's either you're going for say like lunch and a snack or like dinner time around the time. And then outpatient, that's just when somebody sees a therapist and has a dietitian, and during the time when you in are in those quote unquote say lower levels of care, you're also seeing your therapist and your dietitian. You're seeing your therapist and dietitian the whole entire time. But yeah, so that is what the levels of care are. So with all of those little side notes, um, 
back to the topic of how much time and energy that recovery needs. Um, recovery, like I said, is exhausting. You are constantly challenging yourself every single day to face your biggest fears. People compare it or talk about it to addiction because it is an addiction. But give an example of like if you are struggling with substance abuse, you are like told or like what you do to take yourself out of that situation that's going to cause you those triggers or make you use those behaviors. You just can avoid that certain thing. But with eating disorders, it's like the one thing that is causing you the triggers and that's causing you all this distress is food and you can't avoid food. Like you have to eat to survive. So you're asked every single day to sit in front of six times a day sometimes, even more. I had even more when I was in res. Sit in front of this thing that is your biggest fear. Having to battle those thoughts those times a day, that's it's exhausting. And on top of that, on top of all the mental game that's going on and trying to combat all the urges and the voices in your head telling you that you're not worthy enough, you're not good enough, you don't deserve this, blah, 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 you don't deserve treatment, you don't deserve to feel yourself. You are also, your body is like learning to retrust itself. It's learning what it's like to have all this fuel and what to do with this fuel. And I kid you not, so when I was in my, this is my recovery treatment story time. I started, I would, George and I talked about in episode two. If you want to hear the full, full detail one, you can go listen to that one. But I started in PHP and I had to take time away from school. So there's time that's needed and energy, like in order to recover. But I went to PHP, but then I went to residential that following year. I wish, looking back at it, I can say that I do wish I would have just went to residential immediately, but it was the eating disorder. Anyway, um, when I was in residential, the days, this is what the schedule looks like. It's like you wake up, you get ready, you eat breakfast, you take your vitals, you go to a group, you eat a snack, you go to a group, you eat lunch, you go to a group, you have individual therapy, you eat a snack, you have some more therapeutic groups and a little bit of downtime, then you eat dinner, then you have X amount of hours remaining until your PM snack, and then you go to bed, and then you wake up and you repeat that the next day. And that's exhausting. And your body is tired. Like during, I just remember being my time when I was in res, any time that I had any downtime or, okay, that's a lie. This is a lie, but it's also true. I, I wanted to somehow remain having a normal sleep schedule when I was in res. So I tried not to nap really badly, but everybody naps. <laughs> when you're in residential, everybody is literally just sleeping 24-7. Anytime they're not in a group or not in therapy or not eating, we're literally sleeping. That's, <laughs> it's like a slumber party all the time. Um, but it's exhausting because your body is having to use all this energy that it's not used to getting and having to digest all this food that it's not used to. And we can, again, spend a whole entire other episode literally talking about just your digestion tract and what eating disorders do to one's metabolism and their ability to digest food. But that's, again, another tangent. But it's so tiring and your body is tired and you're always tired and your thoughts and your eating thoughts and your recovery thoughts are always just like running and running and running. So it's 
literally all-consuming, taking up all your energy at times, recovery, especially in the beginning, and it's a lot. It's heavy. It is heavy. But you push through it, and it gets easier. And right now, for me, my time and energy is getting easier. So after talking about um, the legitimate like physical and mental time and energy it takes, it also takes like actual time out of your day and energy out of your hours awake and your social life and your work life even. I'm going to explain to you what my life looked like this past December. So from the month of like November to December, I went back to PHP. So that was only a couple months ago. And I was also in school. I was in a show. I was working and I was doing a high, high level of care. This is what my days would look like. I would wake up at, if I had to work normally at 4.20, maybe earlier because I had to get ready for the day. And then from there, I'd work from 5 to 9. And then after work, I would go straight to class and I would have class from 9.20 until 11.30. And then after class, I would directly drive to PHP and I'd be at PHP from 12 o'clock to 7 o'clock every day and then directly after PHP I would drive to rehearsals so whenever I got there around say like 7 30 from 7 30 until 10 30 pushing later than that near the end of my time at PHP I would be at rehearsal and then I would come back and it would be probably like 11 o'clock when I got to go to bed and my days were stacked. Okay, to say the least, that I had stacked days. And I was so tired. And it was taking up so much energy. And on top of that, I was having to still focus on recovery outside of recovery. Like the time I allotted, allotted myself to recover at PHP. And it just took up so much of my life. And it sucked because I almost have... You have to, when choosing to recover, not choosing to recover, but when accepting a higher level of care, you do have to hit the pause button on other aspects of your life. Like I said, when I was in res, I hit the pause button on literally everything. I spent three months in a house in Chicago and I didn't leave. And I sat there and I basically went to classes to learn how to recover from an eating disorder and how to cope with an eating disorder. And then I had to take pauses for my social life this time. I rarely got to see any friends. I was spending a lot of alone time. It felt, this is weird because it felt like I was spending a lot of just time only with myself, but I was seeing a lot of people because obviously I was at treatment every day seeing my friends. And then I also was either at work seeing my work friends. And then I was at rehearsal seeing my like school friends, but it just felt like I wasn't connected to any of it. Like I was very, very present within my recovery and within my thoughts and within having to give my energy to that versus actually allowing myself to sit in those moments which I'm just kind of thinking about now and that's kind of sad but I mean it is sad like recovery takes so much away from you while also giving you everything and more that sounded really really deep sorry I'm sitting in the comfort of my room and it's raining outside too. So it's kind of one of those days. But um, for a second there, it's, I don't know. It's like you have to lose yourself within your recovery 
to refind yourself outside of it. It's like you lose yourself to your eating disorder and you have no clue who you are. And then you lose yourself to recovery by letting go of that identity that the eating disorder gave you to re-find this new person that is like your actual self. And I finally feel like I've found that person again. And she's eerily similar to who I was before, but now just so much more wiser and more appreciative. And I feel like my values have really, really shifted and in the best way possible. I don't know where that just went. (laughs) I literally just had to take a second because I just got like really, really, really zoned into a thought. Um, But I think it was a good one. I don't know how long recovery is going to take me. And I don't know how long it's going to be until I feel myself so far distant from my eating disorder. That just seems like a memory. But I do know that I'm closer than I've ever been before, which is very exciting. And all it is, is it's just taking so much time and energy. Like I thought I was putting enough time and energy into my recovery at so many different parts in my life, but I still realized I was holding onto some sort of the identity that I had within my disorder. And that by not allowing myself to shed that full identity, that I couldn't actually give myself the time and give myself that energy, like the full, full energy you have to give at least I believe there's a, at some point you have to give all of your energy to recovery and to focus on that. Or it honestly, it just feels like you're just giving all of your energy <laughs> to that because it does take a lot of energy. But yeah, well, this, this talk made me very happy. I was kind of feeling glad last night. I was really sad last night. I don't know why, but right now in this moment, I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful and I'm thankful for my body and I'm thankful for my recovery and I'm thankful for all of you. It's always funny because whenever I listen back to these episodes, I'm like, I don't know what I just said. Like, I have no memory of what I just talked about for the past 23 minutes, but I hope it's good and I'm going to be putting it on the internet. So nice. How um, I'm going to take care of myself tonight is, oh, my body's been super, super sore recently because I think I'm just using more in rehearsal and I'm so out of practice from being in a show. So probably going to stretch. I just got a new ice roller from Am- on Amazon. I'm very excited. Sorry, mom, if you're just hearing about this for the first time, I did order myself an ice roller from Amazon. But I'm going to probably ice roll my face, do some stretches, and then also I'm going to get some dinner with Caitlin before rehearsal. She's um, house-sitting um, these dogs right now, and the house is super, super nice. So probably go over there, get some takeout, chill before rehearsal. And then hopefully get some good night's sleep tonight. Um, once again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of you. I am proud of you. Way to eat that fucking food. And I will see you next week. Hopefully. Or whenever I see you next. <laughs> Alright. Bye.